0: Dude, we got some vibey-ass intro music.
1: Yeah, uh, you know what I mean? You know, credit to StreamYard for that one, I guess. It's a mood. It's a mood. I mean, it's not bad. I can't complain. You're not here to complain. You're here to uh, watch us make fools of... I mean, talk about the Wheel of Time. Welcome to another episode of the Black Tower Podcast. We are a Wheel of Time Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Andrew. I do be Ah. the Bijan Mahal. I'm a hail the Bijons.
0: I am another one of your hosts. Tonight I'm drinking uh, invisible liquid combined uh, with other invisible liquid. That's tonight as an experiment. I've not tried this before, Mm. but I thought let's give it a go. Let's give it a go. I've got these things that are sitting around that aren't being used. Shut up, Washadi.
1: making a Seriously. nice little mix mix for yourself there huh
0: nice little mix well hopefully it's a mixy nice mix it's gonna be a nice oh oh i didn't know that was a fresh bottle hell yeah vanilla vodka so this is midori um Malibu vanilla vodka and citrus cherry mountain Dew. That's where I'm going with this. I'm going with something tropical, something fruit punchy.
1: Yeah, because you know Christmas is over, so it's officially the warm season.
0: Yeah, that's, that's where <laughs> I'm going with that.
1: Or you can like, or, uh, or where my folks are, and it'd be like 65 degrees on Christmas.
0: It could be a fruit cake that nobody ate that now you have to eat. Let's give it a. I
1: mean, it's possible. You know what I'm saying? So. Though that movie, uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, made me want to eat fruitcake.
0: Hello, hello. Hey, Daniel.
1: What's up? What's up? Thanks for tuning in. (gasps) I think Josh is very happy with himself. Oh, my God. This this is the comment from the worst podcast. I thought we were pretty bad, Uh, but then there's two geeks, one mic. Guy's yeah,
0: we know we know that we're always going to be better than at least one podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if nothing else, we'll be better than at least one, <laughs> one podcast. All right. Well, uh, for today, uh, if you are looking <laughs> for information on the Wheel of Time books and you want to get uh, plot summaries and be able to look up things in a wiki without being spoiled past where you are, maybe you just finished reading the chapter on Demise Wells and you don't want to spoil anything beyond that, but you want to get more information about that. Head Over to thegreatblight.com and check out their ever evolving spoiler friendly wiki broken down by books. And You can also find a massive list of other content creators, uh, whether it's YouTube, podcasts, artists, musicians, trivia, all kinds of stuff. Greatblight.com, go check it out. Tell them we sent you, uh, and tell them that uh, we deserve all the there, coin. It's I don't also know. We well, it's everything. also
0: founded by Nate Bliss, who, oh, yeah. um. Did you already say that? Am I doing it again?
1: No, no, Don't you're want good. I to do it again this week. I, I okay, did not good. say that part. <laughs>
0: it was also founded by Neblis. Uh He and a team of crack people, or was it just him? Maybe it was just him originally, but some other people helped him out. It wasn't just but, him. But uh, he put it together. He did a good, great job. And if you like things like WatCon or Tarvalon After Dark or even just his, uh, his uh, regular show, definitely check out The Great Blake and you'll know the, the, the kind of quality that Nabilis puts into his projects.
1: Yeah, That's an amazing job. But, uh, there's that, and to not make anybody wait anymore, somebody else that is fantastic at the job they do, whether they realize it or not, we're going to bring in our guest.
0: More Shaddy! I
2: told That's you I'm here, here to complain today. <laughs> I'm gonna complain live. Live on air. Hello, everybody. Like, How are you doing? I'm He's like, like no, air I'm, I'm actually people. going. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm actually going to complain. Absolutely. <laughs> Hi, I am Why more you shoddy. Invited me here. I am the fact checker Mahale for the Black Tower podcast officially. Uh you can find me on Twitter as more underscore shoddy, just being a general menace. Um, and I'm here today. What are we here today to talk about, Andrew?
1: I'm here once again to ask you for your financial support. We're going to talk to about what support. it looks
0: like and when you should see a doctor because it doesn't look right.
2: Can you look at my rash? It's
1: little red. <laughs> so it burns a little bit. You know, you could have <laughs> an epic sword fight, but instead you just kind of hit everybody with the burn and you're done. It bur- but then, It maybe burns then you're when you're I take- neighbor. Maybe your saber neighbor didn't tell you. <laughs> you ever accidentally burned your saber neighbor? <laughs> 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 We're talking about aesthetics. We're talking about the TV show. So this is going to be the TV. We're talking about TV show mainly uh, season two, but we'll probably talk about or bring up some season one stuff. I know some of the uh, few pictures that I grabbed uh, definitely have season one stuff in them because I still like that iconic shot of. Um, the Amon Field 5, along with Maureen and uh, yeah. Lan. I almost said his name wrong. I almost said Lawn, um, lawn. That is wrong. I don't care what anybody says. That, I, well, I that was universe. an
0: early thing that I think they ditched. I think there was enough in that little teeny yeah. lon
2: Just because Robert Jordan went. said it doesn't necessarily mean he's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just
1: because he <laughs> wrote the books and came up with everything about them doesn't mean he's right.
2: That's right. right. What does that guy it know? Is. It's like the guy who 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 created gifs. His, his, he says that they're pronounced gifs. Doesn't mean he's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay. But yes, today Sorry, but we are those aesthetics,
0: graphics, interface.
2: Yeah, graphics interface. Uh, today we are talking about the aesthetics of Wheel of Time, um, and <laughs> honestly, just how amazing this this season. I I think they've really stepped it up. And how I mean how close or how far they are from the books. Um personally, I think they did an amazing job. Let's first and Visual, foremost yeah. say visually everything is just like peak, in my opinion. Um in terms of fantasy shows, like it doesn't look like any other fantasy show out there. Um you can't it, you can't even say that it is like – because most fantasy shows, when you start thinking of fantasy, especially ones with magic and swords and all that kind of stuff, you start imagine, immediately imagining something dark, something something very low-toned. This is not a low-color, low-saturation show <laughs> in terms of its – Right. Suspense. No, for
0: real, yeah. Th- that's, that's one of the things that I've loved about um, the difference between – well, because season one was kind of like that. Season one was kind of, you know, you know the the low saturation, the the more dull tones and the more dull colors. Hmm. Um, but season one Even was from also the trailer.
1: Like that was one of yeah. the big things with the trailer was like the the very first trailer was very very dark. Like it was, oh, this is all going to be like super sinister and and you know that kind of sad, depressing, evil, challenging kind of vibe. Um, That's so much fantasy that happens in like the kind of medieval or Renaissance type uh, eras makes it look like. Because there's, there's a lot of scenes and trailers and uh, little previews and snippets for Lord of the Rings that do the same thing. It's dark, it's dingy, it's dangerous. Pick a word that starts with a D and it's in there somewhere. Like there's mm-hmm. dick yeah. somewhere, guaranteed. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: Absolutely.
1: But they, they brighten it up, de- well, definitely in season two. Yeah, definitely. They in flipped on two. the light switch in season 2. Um
2: and especially like in I don't know and they, and I kind of picked out four four different locations uh and we can obviously expand on this and go all over the place. But like you, you start out with like Cairhany, right? Like there are obviously differences because you have the nobility and you have the people who live in the foregate um yeah dc versus marvel um but you have like people who are nobility there they do have lots of color in their um in their clothing they have they are they stand out they're very peacockish right um which is very a lot of what their the the fashion of what the costuming is for it's very french it's very into into that that era and the that century uh, that's how it was designed. You gotta, you gotta let me fly. You gotta let me fly, <laughs> Captain. Um, and so especially like with like, oh, if I can present here real quick, let me pull up the right one.
0: I was about to say you hey. should be able
2: to present. Yeah. Present arms. Should, alms. should present arms present arms? Like for example. Oh. Bam! There we go. Bam look at the background there you got the background with everybody in the foregate very muted colors everyone is just kind of you know you go that dingy dirty look but the nobility she is dressed as her she is lady moraine right bright blue colors because it's clean that she's supposed to stand out those are the bright colors that they have in this in this show I think
1: it's um, I think it's the white kind of like under undercoat um or undershirt that really is what what sets it apart because the blue by by especially by season two if you didn't in season one uh, which is fair because if you haven't read the books then you wouldn't know to expect it you expect blue from Maureen. Yeah, you expect her yeah. to wear a lot of blue yeah so the blues on on par but it's definitely that that white undershirt and you can see kind of. Uh, like the frills or the, the poofiness to the sleeves that helps bloom out the the actual blue sleeve she's wearing it's mm-hmm. that undertone of pure white clean fabric that definitely sets her apart from everybody else around because everybody else around here is yeah like you said kind of yeah. like, like, dingy maybe a little dirty smoky hazy thing but not moraine she's clear and clean and just up front and in your face
2: yeah very 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 under the radar like <laughs> yeah yeah she's just... It's like uh, under, what was it the, undercover. the first?
1: Was it the first Dark Knight uh, movie where he takes out like the Lamborghini and is like, yeah, it's very subtle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Subtle <laughs> under the radar.
0: Well, sometimes you know you you blend in by hiding in plain sight. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's what happens. I I actually kind of. <sighs> Now visually, I see I see where they're going with this, and I, I enjoy it. I think they did a great job with with costuming for Moraine, because here's the other thing too. Moraine had like eight costumes this on season two. Like, am I wrong on that? It seemed like she had like several different outfits.
2: Yeah, because she had the one where she was carrying the water, right? She had yeah. the one where she was meeting with people, uh, which was her normal Isodai costume. Yeah. Um, she had her travel garb. Yeah, travel garb. Traveling. She had uh her lady moraine uh, and then like being on the beach. Um, yeah, all and all. Well, and to say that, right? Like this, it is each one is a personality crisis costume. Each one was showing off how she was mentally in in a state where she needed to be. Um, each one was, and this is something that actually. Uh, in listening to wheel takes pod also a podcast everyone should be listening to um was a almost like armor like that you know when she was carrying water it was very much a workman's outfit right like that's how she yeah. got 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 st- step by step um but when she put on her Isadai <laughs> clothing it was to put on that shield because she could not channel but you know what? The personality is a whole different story. She was still right. to die. She could still manipulate. She could still play the game of houses. But in a difference from season one, it's
1: it's uh I, I like that you brought up the kind of armor thing. She ditches the the leather pauldrons in season two. She no longer right. has the leather uh pauldrons, which I mean We can be every English teacher that ever existed saying like, oh, the author made the door blue because it's a hallmark back to his sadness. Um, And do I believe that there's something to like an actual meaning behind those going away now? Absolutely. Because for the majority of season two, she can't channel. So she's going to feel, you know, bare and vulnerable Mm -hmm. and having the, the physical one bit of armor that she did have from season one no longer be part of the wardrobe in season two. Uh, is very fitting, but she still wears blue like it's a shield, which is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is good. I mean, it's, it's very much like it's like one of the things that she can still hold on to is, is her identity as Blue Azure, Because, like, I think until a certain point in season two, not even uh
2: Suan knows
1: that she can't channel freely,
2: yeah. And I think, and I think a lot of it too. Um, I don't think the yeah i don't think we got a good shot uh i made i miss her gun holsters you know that's not not what they were from the first episode when we see <laughs> oh her, yeah. she's got those holsters i'm i'm sorry but those are fucking hot, uh, <laughs> yeah
1: for, for the knives the hidden knife holsters. for the knives yeah
2: um uh, yeah but yeah that that the changes in all of nice. yeah the changes and everything throughout hers now is just to the final shot that she was in on the beach, right? Where it was just a white blouse to the, almost like as if it was, everything was combined down to what, what it was. Right. And it was just, yeah, that last shot was showing a vulnerability, but she was still an nice to die.
0: I think she was think combining in that particular, all those things. Yeah. I think in that picture that you just showed, um, Shada, they did a really great job of showing, it's a real interesting like contrast right because as we talked about she's got the very bright crisp sharp colors and lines in her fabric you know the costume is just there she she's emanating this very powerful very confident person at a time when she is her most vulnerable and it's it's an interesting play uh to show that sort of uh, contradiction with regards to the people around her, because the people around her, you know, maybe having a great day, maybe having a bad day, it doesn't matter. Um, but they, they do a great job of highlighting her and having her kind of walk around like she's the cock of the walk when she's like, I said she's at her most vulnerable. Even mm-hmm. I would even, I would even suggest that she's more vulnerable in the series than she ever was in the books.
2: Yep. Absolutely. Because in the books. At this point. We don't ever really see. Her being vulnerable. Because we don't get a lot of internal. Internal thoughts with her. Right. Throughout the books. But we don't ever see her. Visibly vulnerable. Um, until she. Becomes so uncertain. That she has to rely on other people. Um, and. She doesn't want to do that, right? She is Moiraine, I said I of the White Tower, leading the dragonborn into the last battle. Um, I don't know how far we want to get into. Is it full spoilers?
1: Are we doing that? Right yep. now? I mean, we can do full spoilers for the TV show or for the TV show
2: and the book. Andrea, you're muted? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, wait. That's me. Hold on a second. Oh, God. I was, can I was you hear
0: confused me, Josh? right there. I can hear you. Okay.
2: Uh, like, I'm
0: not Nine... listening to any
1: more of Andrew's <laughs> <turned> driveling <laughs> bullshit. He's like, Andrew's full of shit. I'm not listening to Andrew anymore. Guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He uses a couple big a words and it's it. Fucking
2: dick. <laughs> yeah. Weird. It wouldn't be Black Tower if it no issue. decided to disconnect. <laughs> Are oh, they nice. back now? Yeah, yeah, they're back now. I don't know why. See, that hasn't I'm glad before. that for once,
1: for once it wasn't me because the last two <laughs> episodes of mine
2: just disconnected. So yeah, it wasn't that, me. That's, that's really weird because it hasn't happened before. Um, like it's <laughs> this it's
0: never weird. happens. It's because <laughs> it never it's happens. You put
2: Mahale in your title. Uh, it's, it
1: yeah. inherently comes with some problems. Uh, Welcome true. to the club, bub. Okay. <laughs> um, what was I saying? But how far? All right. So, when you say um, how deep we want to get into it for spoilers, do you mean full TV oh, yeah. spoilers or full TV and book spoilers?
2: Yeah, I didn't want to know how to, how book um book spoilers. Like we can, I mean, we, keep it. No, we can go things. absolutely.
1: We can go absolutely full spoiler. I mean, we are typically oh, okay. a full spoiler podcast. Perfect. All right. Sweet. So change yeah, the banner.
2: Do, yeah, we could do full, full spoilers. Full spoilers. I'll try to keep it within the realm of the seasons, but like otherwise. But yeah, like, we don't see that, and then, like, you know, she comes back, and she then still doesn't show a vulnerability, besides, like, being, like, oh, she needs to be saved, but not really, right? She's already, like, I've already set this up to be saved. Like, she is the Gandalf. Before we go too far. Obviously. Before we go too far, just
1: because of which, spoiler warning, I had planned for this one, I definitely want to play it. It's not very long, but we will love it. Spoiler warning for this episode coming in now.
0: This episode contains spoilers from the entire Wheel of Time series. If you have
2: not read the series, you are at risk of being spoiled. You have been warned.
0: I love it. I love it so much. Sorry, Morshadi, I know
2: you're not a fan. Listen! Listen! Their voices normally are just fine. I just am not a fan <laughs> of their audiobook of The Wheel of Time. I am not. like e- 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 I've tried multiple times and I just can't do it. Which is why I'm very happy that Rosamund Pike is now reading the books. Don't feel bad. I, I can't do the audiobooks either.
1: It's not because of like the the voice uh, tone or timbre or whatever of anybody doing them. It's When I do the audiobooks, I try to read along because I don't ever drive generally long enough to listen to audiobooks. Mm -hmm. And I read too fast for the audiobooks, and I find myself getting frustrated at them for not reading faster. Mm. And then I get mad (laughs) at how it sounds if I speed it up to like one and a half times. So I'm just like, yeah, either, (laughs)
2: like,
1: no, I'll just, I'll do it myself. (laughs) See, and
2: I listen to podcasts at one and a half times. So I've already hacked my brain for that. So I'd be fine.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you'd be fine.
2: Brain hack. Anyway, the next section. So, the next section I like that had a massive change in my opinion, and I I personally feel like they they did an improvement was the White Tower. In particular, did you
0: think that was a massive change though?
2: Well, in turn, in terms of like, okay, so in like in some changes, uh, yeah. Like, clarify like, what you mean so, by that. So right my point. massive Sorry. change is like. Okay, in the first season, right, we saw, we saw like, some novices, or at the very least, we thought were novices or accepted, right? And they had, like, these right. weird-ass bands and things like this, and they're walking around. We're all like, what the hell is that? Right? Never really got explained. In this season, all that shit was got, got pulled back uh, a bit and matched up to the books a lot, which I think was a good fucking choice, <laughs> in my opinion. Yes. Um this The is, other good so choice, is a, if, yeah, I love this. I, I Another good choice, in my opinion, I think in in changing some things is what they did with Nynaeve's sleeve. Because if you look at the if you look at the pattern, and I, I mean, I'm sure they and people have now noticed it. But if you haven't noticed it, like obviously in the books, excepted where all their clothes, every single bit of their clothes, cloaks, hems, like shifts all of it have the rainbow hemming on everything to to right. show that they're accepted which is okay but it's it would look silly on screen to be perfectly honest you you'd look like you, you had one of those one of those things you went brrrr, over everything right um yeah. but having that right there almost as if like like a bracer right
1: like something that Far more subtle than yeah. the, than the books make it out, and like yeah, I, you just need that one simple thing because you can see here it's it's not even hard to notice in the slightest. Yeah, in the
2: slightest. Um, and then when you look at the yeah. the intricacies of it, uh, and I didn't couldn't find a picture of it just really really quick. That I didn't want yeah, to yeah. When you get close scrub up everything, to it. it's all it's all the tiers, at The at the side art tear all the different colors right and it's in a, in a rainbow pattern and everything and then what's great about that too is when they're in in, in Tommenhead, head right like well they gotta hide it they still got white clothes white clothes and stuff that could pass but obviously that's really odd so what do you do you she rips it yeah, off when she's nice holding right elaine's there. hand her clothes her sleeve is just ripped and torn because she had to tear it off. There wasn't a scene for that. But we, yeah. you can tell that it was just ripped off. She had to rip it off. Otherwise, like people would know.
0: I I actually think the costuming for the Aes Sedai is one of those things that they did very well. Um, I know I've I've brought it up on the show in the past. And I stand by what I say here. Uh, Robert Jordan modeled the Aes Sedai after the, <laughs> the the sagely old women in at at church, and uh, I love it. I think it's I think it's a perfect metaphor. Uh, but I think in order to make it more relatable um, to the audience nowadays, I think they made the right choice by making it a. I don't want to say like badass warrior women cuz they cuz it's not um and i don't think the the show does illustrate them as badass warrior women i think it definitely portrays them as badass women who don't take no shit from nobody which is still very true to the books um so the fact that they changed the costuming around to have it be less of a an old sage wise woman and more of a, you know, maybe not young cause they're definitely not looking for young, but definitely more of a, more of an in touch in tune wise woman who still mm-hmm. has a very real sense of identity of, of, you know, where they come from, uh, staying true to where they come from. So where we get all the different styles of dresses and things like that. I think they did a really great job with that. I think that's an improvement in the book over the books.
2: Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Like if you look at that initial scene, when we see the tower, everyone has different types of dressing, right? And yeah. you can tell the ones who, and especially you see the ones with the, the brown Aja uh, from season two, you can tell all the ones that stay stay stationary right they're very they're they're more dresses that you would it'd be fine to be i wouldn't say lounging around but you're not going out anywhere but you see how leandrin dresses everything is more utilitarian you're going to be out on the road things are tightened down i mean things are strapped down if you know what i mean but strapped down right like they're not going to be falling off on you Yeah. um Things are just like, they' She's got to buckle down, pocket, right?
1: You're just happy to see me, indeed.
2: <laughs> um, and quite often, you've seen her with the div- the divided dress, right? But it's because she's on a horse, um, and that's what she wears a lot of the times. Um, and that's because she she is the character. Probably has that's most of her clothing because she's going to be in and out of the tower all the time. Um, and so it in the books it's always it's always everyone's wearing like flowing dresses all the time and slashed with color like yes and it's just like okay and then occasionally the divided dress and it's like okay what is that what the hell does that mean in this visually you can tell a lot about a person and what kind of character they are just by the 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 texture and what fabric it is and the style visually just by by where they are as a as as that character, right? Um and that's really interesting. And then of course just in general all the Azure colors. Um, and then Leandrin's yeah. very a very dark red <laughs> after a certain time.
0: Yes. A, a much a much darker shade. <laughs>
2: much darker shade of red um and then like you go from you go that and then you they have done an amazing job of expanding out the white tower as well aesthetically like yeah this season like first season like it looked that the hall looked like it was big but otherwise you couldn't really tell like it's kind of like eh, but this season it made it seem like it was huge. Like the White Tower was a lot bigger. It looked like a TARDIS. You,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the white the tower itself is one that I'm kind of eh on. You're still like, you're still. It.
1: I think they did a good job, like with the tower in season two, expanding on it and making it seem bigger than it was, because like the main kind of feeling i got from season one was it like the top six stories was just the super tall ceiling for the hall of the tower Mm -hmm. Because you go in and it's not very big around but it's it's tall um and that's that's one of the things i thought first off whenever i saw it uh besides how much like um (laughs) <laughs> like a dick in balls the whole thing looked like because you got the the two living quarters to the side and then you got the shaft yeah. in the middle with the very rounded tip and the, the very top is even a different like kind of shade almost like somebody circumcised the tower um yeah it, it mm-hmm. I was like okay I expected it to be like taller um there was a part of me that also felt a little bit like uh the the dictator uh movie
2: it should be pointy. Pointy, pointy. um, (laughs) yeah, but well, that's the thing is like, so when when you imagine the the White Tower when it was described in the mm -hmm. books, how did you imagine it?
1: I imagine it very very smooth, tall, and almost kind of like of uh, like flowing. Like I imagine there'd be like soft curves that kind of went around the outside, um, because it's like supposed to be. One of the few structures other than the walls of Tarvalon that remains in Tarvalon that was built by the Gear and has their signature nice flowy kind of feel to it where, you know, it's, you don't really find seams, you don't really find harsh corners and that kind of stuff in the Mm O-Gear architecture, everything flows like the branches of a tree. And uh, I see it in the TV show and it doesn't look bad, it still looks good and they're doing the O-gear kind of like influence in, in their own way. Uh, cuz we see a lot of the same architecture in the Queen's Blessing as we do in the actual White Tower in the show but it's it's not the living flowing stone that I that I had pictured in in my brain uh, mm-hmm. not to say that my headcanon is right and if you think your headcanon is absolutely right then uh, you're entitled you're to be absolutely wrong absolutely wrong be open <laughs> open your brain what yeah. about you Josh uh,
0: I think that's a general rule with anything right the second you go I am completely right I know exactly what I'm talking about and you are wrong because I know you're done. You're wrong. You're over. You're done. That's totalitarianistic thought and it's very rarely going to work out well for you. Um, And I will say this about like when it comes to visualizing things, when I read, I don't visualize things well. Um, if someone writes the things that, ah, yes, it was a, a swatch of blue with yellow circles around red rubies and, and I'm just like, cool, there's some yellow, there's some red, there's some blue. And I move on with my day because my brain does not picture things. So if someone were to say to me, you know, they do those, those, uh, experiments where they say, I'm going to describe something to you and I want you to recreate it. I will fail every time. That's just how it is. The reason I have issues with the tower in the Wheel of Time is, and this is how you know that I'm I'm making a legitimate argument, is the same reason I have a problem with the Death Star in Star Wars. All these fucking walkways with no handrails, no walls, and no nothing. You could slip and fall to your death at any second. And I I gotta feel like, with how careful and how precious Aes Sedai lives are, I'm sorry, there's no way they're gonna have all these walkways and all these openings that just don't have handrails or that don't have walls or that don't have some thing to prevent you from accidentally falling over the side. And it, it, it's one of those things. I know it doesn't bother a lot of people and I know maybe they're trying to go for some sort of like, yeah, this is how cool we are. We don't need handrails. Great. Awesome. It bothers me. (laughs) It bothers me every time I watch something. I'm like, yeah, yeah, how many people have died on this? I don't know.
2: <laughs> that's true. It's a, it, that's ex- especially uh, true for for that show as well. <laughs> For a lot of shows that have that same thing, it's like really three thousand years. It's like like, and you don't have it, handrails.
0: <laughs> it's it's a complaint in every single show I watch.
1: This whole yeah. thing is an OSHA violation. The entire whole.
2: No hand that hand... No handrails.
0: Yeah, like they've got these entire floors like, where it's not just even like nettings,
2: even, even even Chinese sweatshops have nettings on the outside of their windows.
1: <laughs> well, that's not to save life; that's <laughs> to save profit margins.
2: Well, I mean, and to
0: make sure uh, mosquitoes don't come in and kill everybody.
1: This is also yes. a good picture. This is the this is the under, under girth shot of of the White Tower. It makes it look a bit taller. <laughs>
2: See, and how I, imagine, how I imagine it in the books, right, is like <laughs> having these, like, had buildings like that on the side, right, around it, but there was the main tower that was just one giant cylinder, right, that was yeah. the white tower, right, and it was, it didn't, it, obviously, it didn't have walkways, yeah. it didn't have openings like that, it had likely, like, things that you can see out of, but it was one giant white Tower with little buildings around it that were f- yes. functionally different. Um, and so when I saw this, I was just like, huh, there I mean, is. whatever, it's gonna be whatever. But, uh, like, I really like the bottom section, but the actual tower itself, I'm not a big fan of. But yeah. they, uh, like I, the, I didn't they see haven't... it kind of
1: sitting on top of this big hill, hill, and that giving it so much of its towering over the city of Tarvalon. I saw it as being like a relatively flat area, like I think you would expect from an area that's been divided in half. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of a hill, but still. And when... and the other
0: thing is, is I I also like like what if you look just back? for size comparison at literally any other building in that shot obviously the white tower is massive Massive. in comparison look
1: at look at that little cute building yeah tiny i think that one's for sale check it on zillow yeah
0: Yeah, even uh even the
1: the faith dome of jerusalem is is tiny in comparison yeah that's right but i don't know it looks like a light has already gotten the construction in the back i don't don't know her little palace but i didn't expect like to have like the living kind of i'm assuming these are like living quarters or, or whatever these sections are on the side, come almost halfway up the tower itself. But, this, and that's not to say that, like, it looks bad. I don't think it looks bad. It's it's not what I expected, especially with all of this kind of, like, support-style rigging that goes along the side. Yeah, and I think that's, like... like that part really throws me off. I'm like, why do you need these kind of, like, support little lines? It, it's not support. Like, it's, it's not support. It's plumbing. Well, yeah, but... Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is definitely funny. Like yeah, well, it's... okay, yeah. It just, so you know, me like just so you know, even I should bounce... die poop. Yeah, it just reminded me of, like, outside what? supports on, like, a 3D print, and I'm just like, yeah. I mean, I get <laughs> That's it. That's exactly yeah, what it looks maybe like. Maybe the Ogear didn't, like, build it in, but. Yeah. They have a
2: really great mono- monofilament system. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord Almighty. That's all it was. The old gear just had a massive 3D printer they wheeled around. <laughs> like 3D printer cranes.
2: Yeah. Oh shit. Um another another group that I think got got a good upgrade. Uh not a massive upgrade, but a good upgrade was uh was the White Cloaks. Because in yeah. In, in the first season thank you that's the picture i i initially found right in the first season they look like a fucking entourage group like they're they're like a fucking boy band right which was fine i was just like whatever but what's why are, what what's the one main feature that the entire book the entire world of the wheel of time what do they call them what's their main feature they're cloaks. white cloaks and so they're they because they wear bright white white cloaks what's missing mm-hmm. from most of these motherfuckers I, like I, get, I see where you're Jeff going from, Jeff, Jeff from Bornhold is wearing a cloak like thing on their back but it's like it's like an anime cloak where it's like <laughs> right yeah but like, uh, but no. I was like, okay, I like that. It's fine. It's an adjustment to the design. It's kind of cool. It's whatever. But I was like, all right, okay. But like, they they improved on the design a bit in the second season. Um, in by actually adding some of that now it. I will say in the second season, we don't see them on the road as if like, like how they're doing this. Right. Um, Right. And I'll, I'll pull up my, the one I saw. Nope. 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 Window. Where is it? There it is. Bam. Okay. So uh, how do I zoom in? Oh, no that's my zoom in not you whatever yep. there you go anyway so this is like when they're planning on attacking tom and Ned, right right this is when they're they're wearing armor and you got one guy on the side who's actually wearing a cloak Yeah. And their armor, they're armoring up their, all their stuff. This is exactly how I imagine them being in the, in the books. Like not wearing what they were wearing in the first season. Like, right. I think this is a, is an improvement uh, with what, from what they did in, in, uh, in the first season. Yes.
0: Well, here's the other thing too, though. In the first season, we had white cloaks riding around being dicks in the second yeah. season. We have white cloaks going to war. Yeah. Um Which. Yeah. It, it, they've, they did a really good job of, I, I think the white cloaks are, I mean, heads and tails above the books as it is. I mean, they're more effective, they're more competent, they are uh, they are an actual threat to Aes Sedai in the TV show. And so the fact that you have these, these guys that are you know, still got that sort of Gregorian monk look, but also with the ability to kick you in your taint if they think you're a dark friend. Like I think I think I think is is such a good improvement.
2: Yeah, and this is like when they're attacking Perrin, right? And the two on the side, one's looking like he just woke up. Uh, the other one is very dressed like how the season one. But Dane in the middle has a cloak on him, and that's another way I imagined how they would how they were dressed in the book, and with the sunburst and. Valda had the questioner's crook mark. They're very out there. They're very open. Um, And it's just like, it's just, I think there was definite improvements to a redesign um, from the books that I think, Hey, you know what? This is getting better and better. Um, It'll be interesting to see what it looks like next season, because we're obviously uh, going to see the white cloaks in the two rivers. And, and at least in my opinion, what do you guys think? <laughs>
1: uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly. There'll be next season. I could, I could see it. I think we're going to see them regardless. Um, so I think it's going to be a thing where we have to see them at least once a season. And we'll probably, I don't know if it'll be season three or season four. Where they really get their their kind of arc, where we learn more about the white cloaks and just how much we actually don't like them. But we'll we'll definitely be seeing more of them. But well, we had talking- we
0: had
2: yeah. Go ahead, elaborate on that. yeah. What are you talking about? Uh, Dane Bornhall is like hotty uh, hotty. We love him already. <laughs> but, yeah. If Dane Bornhall is any any indication, everyone's gonna love Gawain.
0: If Dane and Leandrin and Alana are any indication everybody's going to love Gawain.
2: Yeah. I hate how
0: right you are on that. Yep.
2: <sighs> like they're setting they're setting us up for a heartbreak with, with all those three characters. And let me tell you right now, I feel for Dane way more than I do in the books. In the books he's just kind of an idiot, right? In the in the TV show yeah. you kind of go you know, I don't, here's, I, here's, I don't I don't. blame you, man. <laughs> here's the other thing, too, though. In
0: the books, Perrin had nothing to do with Jeffrey Bornhold's death. Yeah. Dane just thought he did yep. and therefore was a dick because...
2: Because he was being he fed misinformation, right? From two different sources. And so now you've got the
0: situation where not only did Perrin do it, but Dane witnessed him doing it.
2: Yep. Yep.
0: And so it just kind of and and you know I I imagine Dane's going to be especially aggrieved because he's the one who let Perrin go earlier. Yep. You know, it's just mm.
2: exactly. There's a lot more riding on future events regarding their relationship and what needs to happen later on. Than what happened in the books, because um, that really was a kind of petered out. Eventually, you know, kind of eh. like I think that they're going to do a really good job, especially with uh, what's his name, something Duffy. Jay Duffy. Jay Duffy. Thank you. Such Is an easy J? name. I should remember. Yeah, yeah Jay Duffy. With Jay Duffy as that character, like. It's just going to be fantastic and I can't wait to see how those two interact and hopefully with day Duffy we get a great Baron arc and storyline because fuck god damn it. <laughs>
1: I mean well they're they're really making um, even Valda out to be far more of a coward in the show than he was in mm-hmm. the books. Um, cause that was my, my first thought is whenever, um, whenever Jalfram comes in and kills Hopper and saves, uh, Eamon's life, basically I'm like, mm. okay, cool. He's going to hop right back into the fight. Nah, he just gets up and, and like runs off. And I'm like, what the, yeah. the fuck? Why? Like you were literally about to kill this kid that you in your mind know is bad. know is dangerous. And then you got hit by a wolf. Someone saved your life. And now you're just like, Oh, well better skedaddle.
2: Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, even Volta in the book is, yeah, you, you you gotta hate him, but yeah, he's he's not he's not a coward. Pretty dedicated and hardcore <laughs> about pretty, everything. Like he doesn't back down, back yeah. off,
1: give up nothing. So, but I mean, they they already set the stage for this to be a very, or a fairly different even Volta. That's more about like just keeping himself alive and being able to kind of sit and laud himself over everybody else. You because know, uh, whenever Joffrey was like, yeah, we're going to go here and there might be conflict. And he's like, cool, I'm going to take a contingency the opposite direction. And, like, Jaffram's just like, you absolute coward. Yep. <laughs> like, Which is... I, which I, is I, I do like how they're doing that with the questioners, because it does seem like the questioners would be a group of people that don't want to get involved in combat and use being a questioner as a reason to why they don't have to answer to anybody and not be in combat. So... I think ultimately it probably does mesh together better, but
2: yeah. Yeah. The interesting thing is, is that matches up the, the way they've been giving some of those things to Eamon Valda, like it matches up to what J G- you know, J Jim Caridin did things in the books. Right? He did those things. And I wouldn't say I mean he is a coward, right? Because like he got faced with like things like well, we're going to kill you. It's like, well, I got family members you can kill. I got cousins, right? That is a pretty cowardly thing
0: to do. (laughs) Um,
2: I don't think they'll ever make him a dark friend, but I think that they're using him as that example. Um, Maybe to soften the ground for someone like Keratin, but... um, interesting no it's, it's
1: just always mm. very stark when it happens with, with Eamon Valda. like I, I what like I still like how they're doing the white cloaks and everything because they are showing them because if, if you read like their history in the books they 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 have been a force to be scared of it's just in the the time we're actually reading it they they're bumbling buffoons and it's I always thought it was a bit of a disservice to keeping them as something to be worried about because everybody's still worried about them but every time you see them, it's like, but why? They're never effective. Um, yeah,
2: exactly. So
1: I like that they're making them actually a yeah. threat here because I think that very much represents their history. Uh, we'll just see because even like very quick flips into like cowardice, um, I both... Well, I, I like it and I don't. I like it because I don't like even Valda and I like seeing him being a coward and scared. But right. I don't like it because, you know... Again, having read the books and really liking the, and loving the books, it's like, okay, I wanted to see the Eamon that would have just gotten back up and went right back after Perrin. Yeah. Not the Eamon right. Voldo would have been like, oh, a wolf bit my moderately leather armored <laughs> arm, and I have minimal injuries, <laughs> and then I was saved.
0: And lifelong PTSD. Kind <laughs> of, like,
2: it yeah, in that case, in that situation, it probably would have been a little bit better if like Jeffram had dragged him away or something, right? But yeah, maybe instead of having him run away. But I mean, these are like very much Monday morning quarterback thoughts. Always, right? Oh, there are know. definitely things I would have changed in terms of. I mean, all at the of end of the
1: day, I'm episode. I'm not getting paid to direct the the show. Somebody else is, and yeah, you, you are You're Amazon shill for sure. <laughs> hey, you signed an NDA we can't talk about that
2: oh. <laughs> I didn't sign nothing it, it and kinda, NDAs aren't enforceable
0: it kind of brings up <laughs> right well that's all we got for tonight guys <laughs> it, it kinds of, kind of brings up the, the question of are the white cloaks effective did they capture that yellow Aja person did they get lucky um and that's, know, the, that's the other he thing. was very yeah. confident he was very confident when he had the upper hand but as soon as he lost that edge in every situation he he ran so yeah. that's going to be interesting
1: well you see that with um, their dress too from season 1 they're not they're only the leaders well i mean they're all wearing pauldrons but they're clearly decorative more than they are meant to yes. actually protect and they're like just roaming around. They're like, oh, nobody would dare attack the Children of the Light. Now they're like, "No, strange invaders. They might be dumb enough yes. to, f- to counter the Creator. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to take my big, fuck-off, heavy-ass battle axe in the battle and <laughs> die to an axe myself. I will say, though, like... And parents still doesn't get an axe. Just say, rape,
2: rape and company, how, you know, how, how they get us to endear to the white clothes. Like some what else do you expect us to do? They're the murderers and slavers. <laughs> like, God fucking damn it. <laughs> like, how do
1: you root for the white cloaks? You make them fight people that actively pursue the institution of slavery. Right. Yeah. That's about the only way you can look at them and be like, ah, maybe they can redeem. Maybe but. they're not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well oh, I like this. I gotta
0: say he keeps leaving his axe and bodies. Speaking
2: of slavers.
0: <laughs> right. I gotta say, do oh, um, we want to talk about them now? Well, I was actually gonna say, do we need to talk about them? They've been done to
2: death.
1: Well, and I'm not, I mean, well, we very, can very quickly show some. Yeah, show quickly. Some, yeah, some quickly. We'll come up.
2: Yeah, go for but it. I, what go I wanted, it. like for the most part, because I, because I, what I wanted to bring up. So a lot of a, a lot of what it was what was created was definitely, oh. I, I personally think match what was in the book. It just was kind of all over the place. The biggest complaints I think people had were in terms of, uh, honestly, everything up here. Uh, are we talking about Siroth? Uh, oh, I think Siroth is probably, I think Siroth is probably the biggest, the biggest one. Right. That's
1: definitely the biggest. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't believe I don't I don't have a picture of her here. Let me find one real quick. I tried, one I tried finding one else someone who also huh?
2: I tried finding you have one, one? one myself. I didn't. I couldn't find one uh with the with her head piece off. Um, because I think with the head piece on, so one of the biggest differences I think is that she in the books. And someone correct me if I'm wrong. They don't have something like that. They do have pieces like that, but they're like in um, Memory of Light. Tuan is wearing a gold piece that lays on her head. But yeah, yeah, does not wear they. None of them wear big piece headpieces like of that nature. No, no. The the high blood do not. Right the. Low blood soldiers, things of that nature, wear what the soldiers wear mask wise as, you know, the bug pieces and things of that nature. That has been that is a piece. Um, so that is definitely a change. Um, it's an interesting one um when she's I wearing I got that got
1: this one specifically cuz you can see the the soldier's kind of mask over the yeah. the shoulder of the yeah. soldier which
2: which I personally love. I love the oh, otherness yeah. that they they have with that with that armor. It's very much what I what I imagine as the as the piece um and like now that it's real life, that's all I can imagine now that I think about it in the books. Um I love I love what here on Turok's uh,
1: seat, if you notice at the very top, there's two crescent moons. Uh Yes. Which is important. Well, we're full book spoilers. You got the daughter of the nine moons. Mm -hmm. Yes. Who's who's part of the royal family. It's fair to assume that the moon or the crescent moon, not only is a... I think we do know, in fact, it's an omen for the Sean chan Uh Um, It's a good omen for them, I believe. But... This is part of their, their ruling family's symbology.
2: Yeah. Symbol, and like,
1: symbolism. another,
2: yeah. And That's another,
1: not I mean, symbology.
2: <laughs> I literally I heard Willem Defoe in my head. So, what's I the said,
1: symbology symbolism.
2: of this? <laughs> uh, another piece that was, that people were very on the fence about, right? On the the, fence. the fingernails. <laughs> oh yeah, I, the fingers. Uh, okay,
1: <laughs> I, I saw I, the I best see. meme that was whenever Sarath gets hers cut off, and uh-huh. it's when you haven't seen your boo in a long time and she's coming over for booty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, I, I, the fingernails didn't bother me. The, it did bother me that they weren't lacquered, like they yeah. weren't colored at all. But <laughs> so like I okay, got a problem so, with natural which, which is a plastic. simple
2: detail. like why was that yeah. left out? That's a, well such that's a the thing. simple it's detail. Like, in, in researching researching, I want to make sure that I was correct about this. With the exception of the royal family high blood, um, these three fingers are the only ones that are lacquered in right. three levels. That's it. For the most part, you're not going to see this especially on screen. Right. Right. Even if it's the different colors, uh, which is red and black for the royal family and then blue for the lower blood. Um, the basic, the basis of, of the world for that, for the Shan Chan, is based off of a, is it Manchurian? Shit, I have it in my head and I can't remember it, um, which actually has in the royal royal families. Were yes, fingernails. Guys.
0: Yes, two. Guys. Um,
2: and and so those nails were protected with long little things, and that's where it came from. That that little design. So I can understand. Personally, I think I think they made them too long, and I think next season they're going to scale it back. They're going to improve upon that. I don't think it's going to be. I think maybe if they show. If they show next season somewhere of the higher, higher blood, they're going to have long nails. But I think having someone Turok having having to pull out his sword like that and having it the length of his femur like that was just I, too much.
1: Little, yeah, it is literally the length of his femur. It is literally the I length just, of his I just femur. Can't... I can't st- stop thinking of like how bad I feel for their uh Kovala, Kovala, whatever the, mm-hmm. the, the fucking attendance and service they have. Cause you ain't wiping your own ass with nails that long. It's just not happening. Like no. Nope. The high lord yeah, has they, made a dookie come and wipe my booty. Their
2: Docoval are their own personal, bidets. Doc
1: Oval, yeah.
0: All
2: uh, right. Are you ready to
1: yeah. <laughs> I I gotta say, oh no. Like, you shite on the hand. I don't know why I went with that accent. <laughs> the
0: visual piece of the Sean Chan that I hated, I, I don't like yes. it. and I, People have tried so hard to be like, oh, it's meh, 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 Shut up. That was all ruined. That was all ruined when Egwene pulled the golden binky out of her mouth herself. If that was meant as a slavery punishment type of thing that says your property and you can't speak without permission, then she wouldn't be able to pop it out herself. I don't like it. I, I think the golden binky is dumb. I like the collar. I like that it incorporates the shoulders. I do. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, they made a good job of making it a visual rather than, you know, just a little teeny tiny collar that goes, around. Yeah. no, they, they turned it into an entire visual thing great
2: stop there stop yeah we don't need the golden binky we don't I have to yeah and i have to agree with you on that one um i was one of the people who were initially trying to, to convince you and but convince you initially at the beginning to say like yeah at the beginning yes. but i agree with you because i initially was like well let's see what what they do with it because i my initial thoughts with that was maybe the only way they can channel even with the thing was it has to be in their mouth right like that's the only way they can <laughs> they can com- they can complete the circuit right yeah and then and that's it um and that's that's how you complete that but it was they they had absolutely nothing to do with it other than put it in your goddamn mouth and it's just like the no that it needed to not be there exactly
0: and yeah. and the
2: other I mean the I, other part I, I got it because,
1: to me, like everything we see about the interaction between uh, what's-her-not-Soldom uh, and Egwene as a Damane is making her do the most menial stuff, uh, which uh, resonates in a... This is going to sound worse than I mean it. I am not comparing military training in the U.S. to being a Demone
2: yeah,
1: intentionally. But part of it is very similar. They will make you do... Something incredibly stupid that seems humiliating in the entire lesson is follow orders, do what needs to be done. Now, obviously, with the Damane, it's far worse than that. It's far more horrible. But it's another form of humiliation and subservience, which I think is accentuated by the fact that you can choose to spit out the pacifier whenever you want. It's, it's a your will has been broken because we say put this in your mouth and don't get rid of it and you keep it. Like the the Demoni that's on screen right now, the entire time we see her, she is never once without the golden binky. She is absolutely broken, absolutely working fully for the Sean Chan. She has been beaten down as horrible as it is and is listening and they have her fully under the control. And I think that in scenes where you're displaying something as atrocious as, uh, as slavery and the, and the like, having elements that aren't inherently magically or physically forced on people, but they do it anyway, just drives home so much more how harsh they are and how absolutely devastating the, the moral and mental and spiritual breaking that they're doing on these people is. Because you're you're willfully keeping this thing in your mouth now, so that you cannot speak.
2: Yeah, and it's just I I yeah. I. It's probably the design of the of the Demone is probably that is the one I have an issue with. I'm hoping we probably won't see in terms of Demone again probably for a while, right? Just like we didn't see that in the books for a while um mm-hmm. and it likely won't be until we if they match up anything like in the books something to do with mcgedion M- M- um and then it'll be your redesign completely because they have to hide it right if they even get to that point where they do that with mcgedion M- um and it's possible that that redesign becomes a reality and then it gets changed like the Sean chan go oh this is much fucking simpler (laughs) and then they fucking just change it who goddamn knows um i also yeah it's 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 just not one of my favorite things it's just for sure um but yeah it's for the most part the Sean chan stuff i am like 90 percent was happy with it like there were just little tweaks that i hope they improve on
0: yeah aesthetically i'll agree the sean chan were always over the top and just absolutely insane in the books and that's such a difficult thing to to nail in the in the tv show and that was a tall order and i think they did a good job with it to do yeah. overall, even though even even through my disdain of of the how the souldom look and how the Damane look, um, which actually the Damane I love how the Damane look with the exception of that stupid binky, like the gray dress, like I said, the collar that like expands out on the shoulders and everything.
1: If there's Perfect, anything I absolutely learned absolutely amazing from Maggie Simpson and Dill Pickles from the Rugrats. Never insult the <laughs> binky. Never okay. insult the okay. People. Yeah. Well, do y'all want to see some of my favorite as we're kind of starting to get closer to the end of this episode? Yes.
2: Yes. So
1: some of what I loved, it's two part, and I, I'm gonna sound yes, a baby. little like old Matt Hatch here. <laughs> we're going full Matt I, Hatch. Full I'm Matt Hatch. Head for the other one that we'll we'll go to after this. I I loved the. Paladin landfear uh, mm-hmm. costume, as I as I like to call it. Um and I also love there's a dichotomy here with landfear because when she's wearing it at night, she's wearing mainly all white, shiny standout. But then we switch to a scene where she's in the day and she's wearing all black. Now I deliberately cool. chose this one because I hate I hate the headdress that she wears. Yeah, I hate it to me that's that it looks it looks dumb like no this dummy mommy i'll do what you say with the headdress (laughs) what's wrong but i i love this this dichotomy of it's bright outside she's in the desert she's wearing all black and then it's at night it's dark she's wearing uh predominantly white and gold um she does want these, to stand out. These were some of my favorite yep. costumes the entire Yeah, she definitely wants to stand out. You know, she's peacocking for, for loose air. Yep. I mean, Rand. I mean, N- both of N-
2: them. Even Natasha said that she loved this costume yeah. of all of them. Because she was like, right. it had these shoulders, and it like it was fitted to me perfectly. And so, like when I walked, it felt like I was wearing nothing. And I was walking through this this set, and it was just like swish with me. And, and I was like, it was it was a perfect costume, like for that one scene that she wore it. Yeah, <laughs> like she, yeah. no, no, it was two scenes, two scenes. yeah too, because
1: um, she wore it walking through the foregate, um, setting everything. Yeah. Up. no, was it the foregate? Yeah, yeah it was the foregate. Gate, yeah. She set everything. Foregate, on fire. Gate,
2: well, three scenes. I okay. got four gate going to the way gate and in the way in the actual ways.
1: Uh, oh yeah, because well, I mean, it's it's almost a continuous scene because she's walking through there and makes her way to where Moraine and Ran and Lan yeah and Lan's inexplicable knowledge of channeling and what needs to happen, uh, kind of stuff is going on, semi inexplicable, semi, um, but yeah, uh, but no, this I I agree with uh you know Natasha Keeper rather. Uh, Natasha uh, agrees with me is how I'm going to say it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because she'll never hear this episode. If you do, by the way, Natasha... Um, uh, Natasha. I agree Natasha with listens you, to all but,
2: of these episodes. all of them, every but <laughs> this,
1: this was my favorite one. As soon as I saw this costume, I immediately was like, I love this. This is fantastic. Like, this immediately sparked my D&D brain, and I looked at it and immediately went, Oathbreaker Paladin, and loved it. Nice, yep. And then I saw yeah. this one and went, Dommy mommy, mommy." Sorry, mommy. Sorry. Sorry, mommy. Sorry, Sorry. Mommy, mommy. Yes, you can tie me to a wheel anytime. Yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maya. If you if you watch this episode, it's, it's a joke. Don't, don't <laughs> it's a joke. Maya. <laughs> it's not a
2: joke. Trust me, it's not.
1: Or or take it as inspiration. You know, this could be <laughs> That's, that's what I was gonna to say. say. So take
2: it as inspiration.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be Dommy mommy. You can do it. That's
2: right. Or and you could be Dummy Mommy.
1: I mean saying. plenty of room for mommies out there. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm gonna Gosh. leave that as our background now, just perfectly right. with the uh, the legs. With the legs right the legs. there, with the and legs right there, right? That's our right. <laughs> that's our background right. moving right forward. Backroom. It's a little right. weird that is making up the top half, but you know, I can I can work <laughs> on it, I guess. <laughs>
0: He's got legs. <laughs> he knows how to use them. There we go. Get it, boy. Get it, boy. And to tie him up. Man,
1: spelt it right.
2: Love you. Nice. Thank you. All right.
0: Uh, Morshadi, give us yes. your sort of final. Thoughts, your final love, your final uh, insights into the aesthetics of the Wheel of Time on Prime TV show as a whole.
2: Wheel of Time on Prime TV show aesthetics. We've got 45 minutes. minutes. Okay. So, for the most (laughs) part, let me just say we've got amazing actors. We've got, well, 75 to 45 90 90% amazing writing. There's some tweak, tweaking that could be done. But those two things aren't enough to make a TV show. This show is also a is a fantastic show that requires a, is a visual medium and without the customers, <laughs> without the special effects, without uh the people who do all the horse training, all the animal training, um, things like that, this show would be very bland, plain and simple. So, all the people who are in, who do all those things, um, really, I honestly, personally think, make this show what it is. If you could not listen to this show, this show would still be something you could watch and go, "Wow, that's really, that's fucking gorgeous," completely. Um, there is a lot of content, Wheel of Time content creators that during during the writer strike were invited to Prague um, to come visit the sets. Um, and they were like rushed through and doing all these things. And,
1: not us. Be clear. I mean, not, they, not us. They,
2: they might have invited the wrong <laughs> Black Tower. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's also
0: under NDA.
2: <laughs> um, okay. And they gotta go to Frog, the kudos. Some of them, some of them are um, some of them posted well, their videos well, already, some, well, some of them are still that, that working gross. on their videos. What was that? What was that? What was that? What was that? <laughs> Nothing hi <It's> like your <laughs> <shoes>. <laughs> um, that, that segment so, might be a patron exclusive. <laughs> 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 so go go check those guys out. Um and they are just have created so much amazing work and i hope one day we have just like a museum that we could actually go look at this stuff um and i, I hope we get more interviews with the head designers uh, with this stuff because it's great to get like interviews with yosha and Rosamond pike and, and rafe and all these guys but like i would love to get more interviews with the horse master right and talking about like how these things are trained, and um or the what sword kind of master, training goes into I the don't. sword master that goes well, what the fuck is doing, like, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> like we like <laughs> some more sword training there, buddy. Um, like the fight choreographers, because holy fucking shit, right? The fight choreographers are are, are standing yeah. up, you know. Yeah, um, and all these guys in the background who make the show what it is because they deserve just as much screen time in front of the bands as the people who are on the screen themselves. And I I can, I hopefully, and I do see it being that the the continuing Caesars are just going to get better and better. Agreed. Also, wait, hold on.
1: (laughs) Oh, I forgot you could add a removal.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, as as the uh as the fat checker Mahale and uh co fantasy league commissioner, he does have rights.
1: You know, I, I do remember finding myself wondering, I'm like, oh like, you know, he shares a screen and it just pops up. Normally I have to click. Oh, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I was like, wait a hey, second.
0: Um Final thoughts. When it comes to the aesthetics of the Wheel of Time TV show. Damn, they did a good job. Damn, they did a good job. Um, again, there are little things here and there that I go, huh? And I, I, there are probably, I could probably count on one hand the number of things that bother me to the point that it detracts from the story. But even then it's a it's like a minor detraction. It's like a roll my eyes and move on with it. Like okay, whatever. Okay, oh, okay, that's a choice. Cool. And and The Golden Binky is one of them. I'm not about to be like,
1: "Oh, no, watch this stupid show anymore."
0: I hate The Golden Binky. Guess what? I'm going to just fucking keep watching and just deal with it cuz I am an adult. Um well, which is the only time you can ever accuse me of that. So just fucking stop. Uh, I accuse you of a lot all the time. <laughs> as far as as far as far aesthetics, like the costume designers, set designers, uh, God, they nailed it. They did great. Uh, they did such a good job of making this visually unique. Because as we stated, as Morshadi stated in the opening of this episode, this isn't Game of Thrones. And you can tell, you can tell this isn't Game of Thrones. This isn't Willow. This isn't Lord of the Rings. This is none of those things. And it, 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 you can tell it's immediate. And even when the, even when the visual team did the, the fun uh nods to the fact that this is in fact in our world, right in that episode one, season one, go back and look at it. When there's, after uh, Leandrin stills the man who can channel, and they, and Marine and Land ride off, and then they pan up and there's skyscrapers there, covered in trees and vines and leaves and foliage and Balchinians, And the thing is, it is visually stunning to the point that it, it's probably, it, it's probably... One of the better adaptations visually that are out there. And That's my final thoughts.
1: No, I like it. I'm not sure where the the Balchenian thing comes from. Yeah. Men in I'm Black. I'm thinking, scratching my chin. <laughs> um, you know what they <laughs> no, say? Um, behind
0: Chuck Norris's beard is another fist. Well, behind Andrew's beard. Is another set of
1: <laughs> balls. balls. Oh, I just like flung liquid off of my mustache. <laughs> no, um, I I loved how season two looked. Season one looked uh pretty good, but season two I think absolutely nailed it. Um, I still very much love my uh comparison inspired entirely by Morshadi's adequate, uh, well, not just adequate, but. Fantastic analysis. That season one was in a dark corner of a dark room, and in season two they flipped on the light switch. They paid the electricity bill and turned it all back on. And it's a very vibrant world. It's a very colorful world, and I think they nailed so much of it. Um, I, I, I again, I, I can't get over Landfair's costuming. Um Landfair is probably like my second or third favorite Forsaken, but uh, the costuming so far uh, has been my favorite uh, for season two, so we'll see what they bring to us moving forward. But they've done an incredible job with um, building the sets and creating the places that we're familiar with from the Wheel of Time. Uh, I think they did a lot better with that in season two. They were able to get back a lot closer to the stuff we expected to see from the Wheel of Time. Um, while still introducing some some newer unique uh, spaces, which I like, um, I didn't think I would like the Leandrin storyline. Or not Leandrin. <laughs> the um, I do love the Leandrin storyline. Did uh, kind of surprise me a bit. But the the Landfear and Rand kind of storyline that went through uh, season. Eight. Well, I say Landfear and Rand. The Landfear storyline because Rand doesn't do anything. But Rand fear. He looks good while doing nothing. Uh, so, True. kudos to, to that. So, it looks good. Okay, it that's a great. that's a big statement, though. I mean, yeah, I've said it more than a I few mean, times now.
2: I mean, that's a pretty that's a pretty classic thing for most of the men in, in the Wheel of Time books. Yeah, but normally it's parents.
1: <laughs> He's the dragon. There's no consequence, no important impact on that in season two. He just stares around and does his best, Clint Eastwood staring yeah. through his the eyes.
2: Listen, listen. Anyway, if it wasn't for I mean, Rand with all that, like, if it wasn't for Rand, we wouldn't have legs.
1: <laughs> that's true. Hey oh. No, but I love it. It looks great. I do enjoy the show very much. Uh and you know, that's how you know that you really do enjoy something. You can poke fun at it. And some of it's uh constructive criticism, some of it's just funny to say. So I love it. Costume is doing great, set building's doing great. Uh nailing the aesthetics, putting all of that money uh definitely to good use. Um, and I'm very happy to see that the trollocs look actually really good in season two compared to how they were at the end of season one. So good job. That's my. Final
0: nice. Point. All right. Well.
1: That's my final two cents. That's the way. Thanks everyone
0: the- for being here. Thanks everyone for watching. Let us know what you think about the visual qualities of the Wheel of Time TV show as a whole in the comments down below. Everybody, make sure to say a big thank you to a boy, sexy more shoddy, right there, because he is sexy and he is more shoddy. And we love him. Everybody, make sure you say a big, hey, you're awesome, to our uh, Bijan Mihail Andrew over there. And uh, make sure you have a big old drink for the Soroban Mahale here. Um, yeah, it's great. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for uh, coming and getting your weekly dose of taint. And uh, wherever you are. Uh, out there in this crazy crazy world we hope you leave here just a little bit more insane than you were when you first got here from all of us here at the black tower i have been josh
1: and i have been andrew thank you so much and we'll see you next week for the next episode